Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. If you're thinking about putting together your own home gym, you're listening to the right episode. Coach John Taylor is a strongman enthusiast and CrossFit coach and has one of the more impressive home training setups you'll see made of equipment that he's both purchased and built. In this episode, John and I discuss what equipment you need depending on what your goals or sport of choice are and what pieces we think are must-haves for anyone wanting to work out at home. Let's get into it. Coffee okay. talk. All right, let's hit this thing off, man. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're here with John. You guys might remember John Taylor from the first episode that he was on, which is Strength is King, which is actually right now my second most downloaded episode. So you're a pretty popular guy. And you were also on Love Letters to Lips, which is still in the top 10 most downloaded. So you've got something special, John, which is why I brought you back. I'm you blushing. Also, you also have an impressive home gym setup, which is actually the, the biggest reason I brought you in. So, it's okay to use me. <laughs> so, so today we're going to talk about building your own home gym. So we're going to talk about it from what our experience has been with having home gym equipment and working out at home and then with whatever your goals are or the style of working out that you prefer to do, what equipment you need for that style of working out. So welcome, John. Word. So why don't you give us a little background <clears throat> of, of how you started building this home, incredible home gym that you have. I think like seven or eight years ago, I, because um, of the job situation at the time, I was doing, I couldn't afford, continue to do Krav Maga, Israeli hand-to-hand combat, and going to a conventional gym at the same time. So I quit all that and uh, went super bare bones, started building a home gym. The only pre-made thing that I actually bought at the time was I had a 25-pound plate. It is the only thing. Just the plate. I had one 25-pound plate. Okay. I uh, grabbed some really cheap tool bags from a home improvement store, loaded those things up tight with sand, got a tire and a beater pickup truck of mine, brought that to the house, put up a pull-up bar made out of a galvanized pipe. Uh, There might have been a few other random heavy things that I found, but, oh, and I used uh, concrete and buckets and made some prison weights. 120 pounds of concrete cast onto a a galvanized pipe. It could not rotate. It would shred my hands, and it was not balanced. And a pair of forty-two pound dumbbells, the exact same oh my way. God. Jeez, <laughs> I thought you meant like buckets, like hanging off of a bar. No, 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 no. This was this like was. You actually molded them onto the bar. Yeah, like, yeah, legit, awesome. like legit prison, prison weights. weights. Yeah, jeez, I actually think prisons probably have nicer weights than that. Most do. Yeah. I've I've actually know a couple We're of guys who like, work corrections. Like Taiwanese prison weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So so seven years have passed. Your setup looks a little bit different now. Uh, so. Uh, job situation in, in the middle of that all changed where I was at that point working so much that there was I couldn't I could not get into a any gym that would support any way that I found appealing to train okay on any day that I worked because gotcha. I was usually working 12 hour days okay so uh, yeah so a 24 hour fitness place is not gonna have the equipment or space that you need to do the stuff you you like to do absolutely not at that time I got into I transitioned over into CrossFit. I would go into a CrossFit gym when I could. That wasn't very often, so I just started buying and building. And for a good long while, it was just, hey, I want to do this workout. Well, I don't own this thing that'll do it. Let's build it. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it or build it. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah. So mine started out with my brother's set of weights. It was one of those skinny bars with like the really skinny, tiny little plates that went on the side. It went up to 80 pounds if I put every single plate that he owned on it. Oh, I think so, those are called standards. Yes. <laughs> so when he moved, when he moved out, he left that with me. I remember doing, I knew a couple of lifts. I did bench press and the bench was a beanbag chair. And I would have to put the bar on the bed for the rack and then lay on the beanbag chair and then throw it on my chest really fast and then just rep it out until I couldn't do any more and then slide it over my head back onto the bed. Uh, I used the bunk bed for my chin-up bar. Uh, I would have to do clean and press, but I would have to like squat down so I wouldn't hit the ceiling fan with the bar at the top. So that was my working out in my room when I was like 16, 17. I didn't really know what I was doing. The movie 300 comes out. Oh, That's what, That was my introduction yeah. to functional fitness. It was, was Mark Twight and Jim Jones, which is kind of a branch off of CrossFit uh, after a little bit of a falling out between two coaches. So uh, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of fierce opinions. Yeah. A lot of fierce lot opinions of, in that yeah. style of fitness. So I got into that and then I remember getting 30 pound dumbbells uh, for Christmas and I just started just doing like, like circuits and stuff like that. Like, like I saw in these videos uh, in the beginning of days of YouTube uh, that Jim Jones was putting out. Once I got into college, I started working more out in the gym. Uh, once I started working here at the Y, I wanted to start working on Saturdays, and I wasn't working here. So uh, I asked for uh, a kettlebell uh, for one holiday. I made my own wall balls by pouring sand into basketballs and duct taping them up. Oh, man, I did the you same thing with, right? um, with t- car tire inner tubes. Oh, like a... Um, Busted, blown-out inner tubes. What's the style of sandbag that's called? It's called a... Turkish sandbag. Turkish sandbag. You yeah. can buy super expensive leather ones, or you can Just buy a roll of good duct tape, and you get car tire inner tubes for free, and you cut them open, weigh them down. That's I had awesome. those things up to like sixty pounds, yeah. but twenty pounds wrapped in duct tape—that was a wall ball. Yep. Yeah, and the same thing that you did with your with these <clears throat> tool bags. I had a, a backpack that I filled with sand. Or actually, I took a sandbag and wrapped it in duct tape, and then put that down in the backpack so it wouldn't leak. And I did all my sandbag workouts with the backpack. Yeah, I've yeah. totally done versions of that. So uh, that, that was my start of the home gym. Eventually, I, I got some other equipment that we'll talk about when I started doing uh, CrossFit in my parking lot uh, with a set of bumper plates and a bar and, and gradually built from there. Still now, I, don't, I, I actually brought most of my equipment here to the Y for us to use. Um, I don't do a home, home workouts anymore because uh, I have access to a gym six days a week, but you still do a lot of working out at home, right? Yeah, that's pretty normal for me. Um, I'm coaching three, I coach three days a week. We're probably gonna expand hours, so I might be doing more. But two, maybe three days a week, okay. I'll train at home. So, so 50% of your training is, is done at your home gym. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of people who, like you, due to time constraints, need to work out at home. Just they don't even know where to start when it comes to equipment. So that's where I want to get into the meat of what we're going to talk about today. I feel is, you brought me in for my knowledge and not for my history or my beautiful personality. It's a little bit of both. It's okay. A little bit of both. We got a lot of the history and the beautiful personality in this first couple episodes. Yes, yeah, so let's knock this your, out, dude. Your prose. Uh, people are still talking about the the uh, love letters that you wrote to the lifts and say that you're just as, as much of a, a scholar and poet as you are a lifter. Then I'm a clumsy butcher of the English language because <laughs> I literally have no idea what I'm doing anytime I lift. I have conned every one of you there successfully. Well, you've made a career out of it. Yeah. So that's that's not bad. All right. So let's say if somebody wants to do, they work out a couple days at the gym, they want to do some working out at home, and they just want to start with some body weight stuff. So obviously squats, lunges, push-ups, stuff like that. Yeah, nothing what, required. Straight prison. Yeah. What are you missing, though, when it comes to body weight when you don't have any equipment? You can't pull. You've got to have something to pull. Right. So that can be as simple if you don't mind the weather and if you're willing to suffer for it. 
there's a tree outside. You can pull again. You can. Yeah. I have. I did that plenty. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah, I, I did pull ups on a tree branch, and when I would get tired, I would put my foot against the tree and assist myself through reps that way. Oh, so yeah, gotcha on that. Even if you don't have pull ups, you could put a, a chair or a ladder or something in front of a tree branch and get, and work on your pull ups. Heck, really if it's low enough, you can even just wrap your legs around a thick enough branch and. Like you're hanging oh, yeah, from the yeah. branch and pulling yes, yourself up. Yeah. On top of that, if you want to get crazy and actually spend some money, a set of gymnastics rings. But a crazy, set. I mean, you can buy it. My first set of rings were plastic, and I learned my first muscle up from a shaky pine tree branch with, oh. a, with a pair of $20 plastic gym rings. So I was going to say get real fancy and spend $35 for wooden. There's yes. so many. Yeah. When I started go. building yeah. my home gym seven years ago, there's there weren't many manufacturers, and you were paying $65, $75 a ring. My first that was $70. The they the, Greg was the only one making the wooden yep. gym rings. And now $35. You can yeah. buy a set of rings. As soon as you listen to this podcast for $35 from some manufacturer, somebody who runs a sale every single day. Yeah. And you want to get even crazier than that. If uh, if space permits inside of a garage or maybe outside, you could use a piece of galvanized pipe, a pair of floor flanges. That's going to run usually like $45, $55. Okay. Screw that in place. And uh, heck, if you have an open construction garage, the rafters. just grab those rafters. Yeah. It's more grip work. I remember it was, like my, it was my 24th or 25th birthday, and <clears throat> I did... Uh, uh, that many muscle ups, whatever, for time, hanging from rafters in my in-laws, just hanging the gym rings over it. It's a lot you can do with rafters and a set of rings. So the head trainer and owner of CrossFit Your Own Elite, Tim Kellinger, yeah. he did Fran the first time a classic CrossFit benchmark involving a barbell and pull-ups on a tilted over and weighted down um, pickup truck rack. The rack oh, that you throw yeah. lumber and ladders on top of. Yeah, so he did his pull-ups there, and then he had his own bar? He had a barbell. Okay. That's yeah, awesome. that was the only piece of gear he owned at the time. That's great. Hey, he made it work. Made yeah, it so work. For, for body weight, minimalist stuff, I'd say a set of rings. You can get a, a doorway pull-up bar, which I had. That. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, t- those are 20 bucks. That was really helpful for me in, in college, um, learning pull-ups and putting my rings up and stuff like that once I got uh, once I got those. So... Yep, I would say those two. Maybe a maybe a mat if you don't want to get your carpet sweaty, but that's not necessary. Uh, body weight stuff is 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 pretty simple. So let's branch out. Let's say someone wants to get into more of this type of fitness that that we do, both with uh, how you coach at CrossFit, your own blend of working out that you do with straight shot. We all just call it all functional fitness. A lot of people see functional fitness and they see a rower, wall balls, kettlebells, barbells, racks, rings. They see all of this stuff. What do we actually need if we want to start doing functional fitness at home? Absolute. Bare bones, first thing, not even a question, don't you dare even argue me on this, a barbell and some bumper plates. Yep. That is it. And you don't even need a large set of bumper plates. For a man, yep. a set of barbell, anything that has a spin in the barbell. So you're going to be, that's going to be like $140. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You can, you don't need to spend any more than that. A pair of 45 pound bumper plates a pair of 10-pound bumper plates, or sorry, 45s and 25s. 25s and you yeah. can just find used, rusted-out steel. I have for, a yeah, for lot. For the 5s and the 10s and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for 5s, yeah. 10s, and everything else. Well, and Craig's, for a, Craig's a woman, is a great place. And the only difference for a woman is you're going to have a slightly smaller diameter bar, 25-pound bumper plates, and 10-pound bumper plates. And then just steal through used sports stores, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. You can get everything you need that way. Yeah. That, that's actually when I first started lifting at home. I got an old bar from the Y. When we buy new bars, we typically give ours away or lay them out by the trash and pretend that someone 
doesn't know they go away to take them they go away right yeah so i did that with my first bar it was rusty it had barely any spin to it still I, my lifetime pr cleaning jerk and snatch were with that rusty bar and plates in a beat up parking lot in Hagerstown. man i still pick the worst bar whenever right. i go to a gym that is always my <laughs> <Yeah>. go-to <laughs> if it's rusted solid that's the one i'm gonna be lifting with yep. yeah so bars you can you can get i would say spend the money to get a bar <laughs> Spend $150 rather than spending, you know, you might spend $100 for a rusty bar on Craigslist. Spend 50 more and get a new bar from a smaller company. We buy our bars, uh, our bearing bars from a smaller company, and they're incredible. I mean, we've even had Olympic coaches in here saying these are pretty, like, close to the, the training bars that Lico makes. The ones, the ones from X-Training. Oh, yeah, they're spectacular. Yeah. I think I have, like, two or three of their bars. Yeah. And... They're amazing. And yep. then, uh, bonus for all the women out there, every single women's bar I have ever used has better spin, Absolutely. smoother spin than a men's bar yeah, at the exact same price. is way better. A $200 bar, a $500 bar, women's is always better than men's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you totally, Johnny. Bump. Spend the money on the bar, and the, the rest you can go cheap on. Yep. Now, the, bump, the bumpers, they're kind of all over the place, because you can get bumpers some places, you can get a set of 45s, 25s, and 10s, and you can spend less than $300, which is where I got mine from. And other places, you end up spending close to five for that much. So it's, I would say, if you, whenever you're doing your Google search, search for like economy bumpers. Uh, bumpers, I, it's been a while since I bought any significant amount of weight in bumpers, but um, my recommendation is always calculate the price per pound, including shipping of different sizes, because different manufacturers oh, and different gotcha. brands of bumpers yeah. will have a better price per pound okay. on different sizes. By the way, we keep saying bumpers, just in case anyone's wondering what a bumper plate is. If you've worked out here at the Y ever or across the gym, you know what a bumper is. But if not, a bumper is a rubber or rubber-coated plate that all have the same diameter. So the 45s and the 10s still have the same diameter, which means they're the same distance off the ground when you're pulling with them. It's just they're skinnier or fatter and heavier or lighter. So and they bounce so you don't smash the ground apart. Yes, yeah, which is great. They're also known as fake plates. Fake plates, yeah, fake plates. I saw a lot of fake plates on your Instagram recently. Oh, it's like, my favorite, like, dude. I love listing with fake sides. plates. <laughs> okay, so we have your, your bar and your bumpers. Um, I would agree with you 100% with that. Just to start out doing any type of functional fitness, you can do just about any lift with it. You can squat by cleaning the bar up and putting it on your chest or putting it on your back and squatting. Uh, you can obviously do the Olympic lifts. Um, the only thing you really can't do is... Bench press and floor press. Flo oh yeah, you just floor, floor press. press instead. Yeah, that's true. I didn't have a rack or any way to take a bar off the ground for squatting. I think for my first year and a half, once I, after I bought uh, a bar. Yeah, no, I'm it's the same way. The entire time I was doing CrossFit, any weekend that I lifted, it was just a bar in a parking lot. Yeah, so it's, it's. I remember growing up and I had a, a, a beat up old skateboard, and I was not. I'm still not a good skateboarder. Oh, sorry. I, uh, squatting. You can also Steinborn squat. Yes, we were talking about the other day. Do not ever try and learn that in uh, in a gym without asking the staff first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Google Steinworth <laughs> squat and you'll see what that is. Um, anyway, I had this beat up old skateboard and I was mad because I thought, I need a better skateboard. I can't do these tricks on the skateboard because the skateboard sucks. And then one of my friends who was really good was able to do everything on this beat up skateboard and I realized, oh, <clears> it's not the skateboard's fault. Was it you? It's my fault. Yeah. So when it comes to lifting, it's like you're, you're really only inhibited by uh, your imagination. And if I you, find a and, huge benefit for using durable but suboptimal gear. Yeah, right? You, you make it work. you got to work harder. you got to figure it out. Yeah, and then when you get on the nice stuff, you actually surprisingly find that you're, you, you're quote-unquote stronger. When, in fact, you're just, you just have learned on the hard way. So, yeah. So that would be uh, functional fitness-wise, barbell and plates. Let's say you do have a little bit of money, though, and you want to 
add something, what's the next thing you would get? Are we still talking general fitness? We're still talking general fitness, functional fitness. Yoke. Yoke. Absolutely. Describe yoke. a yoke force. For so if you've ever seen see. World's Strongest Man and extremely large, generally Icelandic men that weigh the that weigh two normal American men <laughs> with a what looks like a massive squat rack across their shoulders and huge tires, refrigerators, or just stacks of plates on the sides, and they put it on the high bar back high bar squat position and walk with it. So a yoke for us normal humans <laughs> is a uh, so you can buy, uh, I consider it the second best return on investment for any general physical fitness pursuit except for pure body weight work. Okay. Um, you can purchase yokes from Rogue, Titan Fitness, and there might be somebody else out there between $600 and $320. Okay. Uh, all of those, the yokes have been started to manufacture in the past five years. They are empty, 170 pounds. Okay. I have never met a person who can walk on the, under their own power who cannot carry a 170-pound yoke. But okay. my reasoning is you're not buying the yoke for the yoke. The great thing about all of these lighter, almost all 170-pound yokes, is that they are also squat stands that yeah. go up to six feet high with a three-inch thick crossbar. And while you cannot do kipping pull-ups or muscle-ups on them, a person can still do pull-ups, pull chin-ups, mixed grip pull-ups. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. You just wrap your hands around it. It's a completely different grip, but still yeah. you're paying, let's say, $320. Yeah. It's also a sled. They have skid feet on them, so you can drop that crossbar down, load up some plates. To push it. Push it. Then you have a yoke if you ever want to use it for that, which is awesome. But you will get your, I believe a person can get their money's worth out of it without ever actually having to carry it as a yoke. Huh. Yeah. I mean, originally I was going to say get a squat rack, but then... A squat rack, even the economy squat racks, are still going to cost you close to three hundred dollars. You might as well just pay another forty and get the yoke that has a lot. Of, plus, it's obviously way more durable than the squat stands, the econ squat stands. Yep. Yeah, so. the econs are usually a two by two inch uh, pipe yeah. construction. The yokes are all two by three inch steel okay. tubular construction. And a friend of mine got one of the the cheaper versions. Well, sorry, the less expensive. Yeah. And we haven't taken it past, I think. 400 pounds yet, but I've seen the the Rogue Y1, their shortest yoke, up to 1,100. Wow, jeez, that can really hold a lot of weight in there. Yeah, yeah, because the squat stands aren't designed for that much weight. No, and they're they're <laughs> basic. So the, the the yokes that we're talking about, they're not these massive like things with two crossbars on them that weigh 450 pounds empty. They're 170 pounds. Okay. They are just a squat stand with a few other things bolted onto them. Got it. You can break them down and pack them in the back of a pickup truck or an SUV. And then everything else from there, I mean, wall balls, you can make. Yeah, absolutely. Sandbags, you can make. I would say after that, um, a, a kettlebell is nice. Um, a versatile kettlebell for most guys would be 50, 55 pounds, 53 if you're going by kilos. And a versatile one for ladies would be like a, a, the 35 or the 16 kilos. And you can do a lot with, with one of those bells. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my bias is to always go a little bit heavier when you buy a kettlebell. Okay. Because I've, it, um, I first started the 55, but then maybe a year after I bought a 70-pounder, and I adapted very quickly. Gotcha. My, rep, my reps were far, I was doing far shorter rep ranges in yeah. the beginning, but then it turned, then the 70, I adapted to it very quickly. Okay. And I don't credit it to everything else I was doing. It was just, well, this is the weight that's in front of you. This right. is what you're going to have to do, kind of like and grow, you'll adapt. Growing into your shoes. Yeah. I'm not saying a guy <laughs> yeah. should get like a hundred pounder to start, but yeah, yeah. if you do a 55 in your gym normally where you train, go ahead and get that 60. 60. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazon, typically kettlebells there, if you get them through Prime, 
pre-shipping. Shipping is what gets you when it comes to kettlebells. Some places have great prices on kettlebells, and then the shipping, you're shipping, you know, 60 pounds of weight. So, yeah, with that, if you can try to find a place with free shipping, it helps. But just like you said before, look at the price per pound of the weight you're buying, including shipping. Yep. Uh, same thing goes for dumbbells. Dumbbells are tricky because people talk about getting a whole set of dumbbells. Uh, it's... That's a lot of money. That's a huge investment to get a set of dumbbells. Even the ones that like do the clip-in thing, uh, where you can change weights like that. I mean, so dumbbell-wise, if you have the money to go and get it, I would say get a, a light pair, a medium pair, and a heavy pair. I agree with you completely on that. And just, if, and just do what you can with it. Dumbbells, I know you want to get into specific types of fitness with the slight oh, yeah, biases for yeah. equipment. But for general functional training, whether you're trying to follow the, whether you're following the straight shot program, whether you're following CrossFit, whether you're following any other for um, any other version of fitness that combines some barbell weightlifting, some bodyweight gymnastics, some other free weights, three sets of dumbbells, something that is you can move comfortably and super light, and it's literally for the accessory work. One that is medium, you can do a whole bunch of reps, and one that you are struggling to get even one overhead because you'll grow into it. Yeah. It's go. also for dumbbell deadlifts. Yeah, so think of like the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. That's how you Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three, three sizes three. of anything there you get. There we go. All right, so that, that kind of takes care of, of functional fitness. Uh, obviously, there's a ton of different stuff that you can get, um, but we're just talking about, you know, if you're trying to build a home gym, what you need. What if somebody <clears> wants something more specific, though? Like, they want to start powerlifting. They want, so powerlifting meaning squat, bench, and deadlift for a one rep max is their sport. What do you need for that? Okay, so I'm gonna start in the. I'm gonna start with the assumption that we already have. We already had the bar and the plates, and we already have the yoke. And we already have the yoke because it's a very affordable yeah. squat rack. So yep. at that point, obviously, you need a bench. Yep. You got to get a bench, and do not say, yeah. don't buy a cheap bench. Exactly. I was gonna say if if you're going to if this is going to be your sport, get a decent buy bench. Buy a heavy duty welded or bolted together bench. Yes. Uh, it's going to cost you anywhere between two hundred and three hundred dollars. Okay. You're probably going to spend more on your bench than you will on your bar. <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah. Do, do it. I've. I don't even bench. I don't even bench super heavy. But a few years ago, once I started doing more bench pressing, I bought a heavy welded bench. I didn't yeah. want to take the chance. Also, yeah. it, you can use it for box squats and step ups. Box squats, step ups, uh, a whole bunch of other plyometric yeah. movements that are good, that are extremely beneficial for powerlifting specifically. So yes. spend yeah, your money on your bench. There's more than three lifts that you do to train for, for powerlifting. Yep. You got to do the accessories. And the bench is also the bench can also be used for a lot of posterior chain accessories and a lot of ab variations. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I I would say powerlifting, and this kind of gets into I was going to mention some of the stuff you would need for mobility mobility later on, but I would say investing in some bands. Oh, so absolutely. I use bands. I train four days. I never see you without bands in I train heavy four days a week, and I do banded work with a barbell every single day that I train. Yeah. I'll also use them for accessory work. Sometimes I'll use them occasionally for warm-ups. If I want to look like I'm strong, (laughs) I'll just do a couple hundred reps with bands at the end of workout. Yeah. Super weak, but still blown up. So you can use bands as weights. You can use bands as assistance for assisted pull-ups, and you can use bands as resistance to add to your bar. So let's say you run out of plates, you don't have enough weight, strap a band on the side of the bar, attach it to the rack at the bottom, and now you've instantly added 20 to 50 pounds to your lift. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you can also, if you have a heavy enough band, you, heck, you can add 300, 400 pounds to a deadlift. Yeah, that's true. I remember the time that you put the heaviest band on that rack pull. I was doing, yeah, Johnny's referring to a time a few months ago, I was doing like a 20-inch rack pull at the YMCA. I had 95 pounds on the bar, and I was grunting like I was dying every time I pulled. 
I wish I would have been belted up that. and strapped into that bar. Okay, so powerlifting. What about Olympic lifting? So squat and <clears throat> jerk. You want a good bar on this one, right? If this is your sport, good bar, I yeah. mean, two hundred fifty to infinite amount of money. But get get a uh, bar that doesn't just. So most bars, cheaper bars, have bushings. <clears throat> That's what helps the bar to spin. If you're going to do Olympic lifting, get a bar that has bearings where the side spins. That, much easier. So that's going to help you with your clean and with your snatch when the bar turns over. So and every bar description for every bar description that you're going to find online from any reputable manufacturer, which is pretty much the only ones that's left anymore, yeah. will say bushing or bearing. There's yeah. no mistaking it. There's no question. Also, an Olympic lifting bar versus a general purpose bar or a power or one of the many powerlifting specific bars will have no knurling. The the cuts in the bar that allow you to grip it in the center of the center, bar yeah. because that would shred your throat or the back of your yes. neck. Yeah, yeah. If, if you, I would, I'd say if powerlifting, if you had the money to spend and you wanted to get a good bar with center knurling, that would really help you out with your back squat, especially if you're doing low bar back squat. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's going to slide off your back. Yeah. <laughs> or more likely to. Uh, let's talk hypertrophy. So somebody's at home and they just want to get bigger. How can you get bigger at home? Let's say let's do the same assumptions. You've got the bar, you've got the bumpers, and you have the yoke. What else are you grabbing for hypertrophy? All right. So you're definitely going to want rings. Yeah. For uh, So you can do a lot more. So you can do ring rows, um, pull-up variations, because you can already do some pull-ups from the yoke. But for hypertrophy, you're looking to push those rep ranges to massive numbers, like 20, 30, 40 plus reps in unbroken sets. Okay. At least that's generally the way I will handle Just hypertrophy. Just for time under tension. You like to do huge a lot of time, reps for it. Yeah. Huge time under tension for hypertrophy. Um, so rings, $35 more. Then dumbbells, and I'd say if we're biasing the three Goldilocks of yeah. hypertrophy dumbbells versus the three Goldilocks of general functional fitness, general fitness and functional yeah. fitness, yeah. I would say hypertrophy would want to go one step down in weights. Okay. So you're, so the heavy hypertrophy dumbbell is actually your medium yeah. functional fitness dumbbell. Okay. Because I've done complexes here at the YMCA, at my house, and at the CrossFit gym where I coach with 12-pound uh, dumbbells. Yeah. And like 16 minutes of constant tension and I am dying, I'm <laughs> yeah. blinded by sweat, yeah. and my pulse is hitting like 170, 180. Yeah. So yeah, hypertrophy or gaining muscle size, there's a lot of different things that go into it. You can have mechanical load that leads to hypertrophy or more weight. You can also have time under tension with lighter weights. You can also have metabolic stress, which in your situation is you are, are creating such a <coughs> metabolically horrible environment for your muscles. They have yeah. two choices. They either explode or expand. <laughs> and that's honestly, that's, and that's when you get that much blood into a tissue and that's how it responds hypertrophically is by expanding in size to be able to handle this kind of volume so um yeah you can get big with lighter weights you can't get strong with lighter weights yeah. you can get stronger than you were maybe if you've and never lifted and depending on exercise selection you're almost guaranteed to develop increased endurance muscular oh, endurance for sure. yeah yeah um, and then also i gotta throw back to borrowing uh something from the powerlifting focus light bands light bands yeah. for going on extremely high time under tension um yeah. i went through a phase of a couple of months in the winter doing a thousand plus reps of band work every single day oh my after my after my after my actual heavy lifting. <laughs> you really know how to take things to extremes. Like you got to find out. Yeah, I got to figure it out. Got to figure out where the extreme end is to find some balance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, quickly mentioning mobility essentials for all of these things. 
you don't need to go out and buy some like $100 uh, vibrating rumble roller. Some of these things that are in the market are just out of control. You can go to Home Depot and buy a four inch PVC pipe and use that as a foam roller. You get a four inch PVC pipe, you get three lacrosse balls, yep. and you buy. Some athletic tape to tape two of those lacrosse balls together to make one of the peanuts or and, a sock. Well, I, I prefer, <laughs> I prefer the peanut. Sock. I okay. for the peanut because it's a self-contained unit that's not going to fall apart. And then yeah, you also true. use some of that tape to wrap the foam roller so it doesn't slide. Oh. Out from under you. That, that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's the, I mean, you're every, totally fine. Everything there is less than 10 bucks for all your mobility stuff. Yep. Now, bands are helpful for mobility if you're working on that. But, uh, yeah, for, especially for straight shot, we like to do a lot of soft tissue work. So you would just need a foam roller and a lacrosse ball, to the, three lacrosse balls, um, to do the, uh, the mobility work. So we've got about... Oh man, we're running out of time quickly here. Lightning round. Lightning round. Strongman. And we talked about strongman when you first came in here. Build it. Literally right? just build it. Just build it, right? So uh, <laughs> seven years ago, I made a 160-pound Husafell stone. It looks kind of like an 1800s coffin. Yeah, or uh, a gravestone. Kind of a coffin. Or like a gravestone. gravestone yep, a yep. So you can, if you're training strongman and if you're not at a strongman gym, just build it. You can you can build it or you can get it for almost free. No we one will ever make you pay reputable car dealership or yeah. a tire place for a tire. Yeah. You get the biggest possible tire that you can fit into a buddy's pickup truck. Yep. If it takes two of you to flip it up into the truck, it's heavy enough. You will adapt <laughs> to it quick. That tire is now your flipping thing. It is your jumping onto thing. Yeah. You take a heavy sandbag or you go and find the biggest rock that you and a friend can put onto a heavy duty moving tarp, put it in the back of a truck. You can go ahead and lift that thing. Yeah. 45, you can usually buy an empty keg from a liquor store for 40 to $45. I've got six of them. It cost you $3 to make the stoppers for oh, the okay. keg. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of videos online. I'm not going to get into detail about it, but it's $3, no, $4 for plumbing parts from any home improvement store. You fill it with sand, not gravel. Gravel is super loud. Yeah. I prefer sand. Uh, if you're going to go create, if you're going to go and have fun like that, get yourself two kegs. One that's your loading and carrying keg. Okay. Body weight generally for most people yeah. are a little bit heavier, and then one that's like half body weight to start for overhead pressing. Okay, I mean, you might have set a rec set a record for most words said in two minutes right there. But the thing, the the main concept with strongman is it's not supposed to be convenient to lift. Large, uncomfortable, awkward loads yeah. moved very quickly for very brief periods of time. Yep. Yeah, and then if you have access to <clears throat> access to it. You could probably, I mean, there's plenty of strongman groups. You and I are part of one on uh, on Facebook. Yep. Somebody has uh, molds. For atlas molds, stones. For atlas stones. And you can, I'm, people are nice. You can contact them and say, can I come over to your house and use your molds? So I have a full set of atlas stone molds from 35 to 300 pounds. I've cast a full set for myself. I've cast, I think we've got like 15 of them left at the gym that I coach at. Johnny picked up a few for the YMCA for him and some of the trainers and people that we trust because they can get, Dangerous, yes. not for you, yeah. but for the stuff yes. around you. Yeah, um, I've loaned mine out to a whole bunch of local strongman trainers and competitors. Uh, I mean, and you're all about getting people in, getting people strong, getting people into yeah. this type of lifting. So if somebody were to say, "Hey, John, can I come over and I bring the concrete? Can I use your molds?" You're going to instantly say yes to helping someone do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so I would say, I would say, if you're really trying to get a, a, a strongman setup and you need to know how to build stuff, Google it. Uh, there's plenty of Facebook groups. There's ways to figure out how to build these things, but don't get caught up trying to make it perfect. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be awkward and heavy. Awkward, <laughs> and heavy, and you, and painful. You can also just go to a construction site and ask, "Hey, can I try it? Can I take anything that you're throwing away?" You could probably can probably find something up, can I take heavy. It? Yeah, yeah. 
You can go to a welder and, hey, can I buy that random chunk of steel off of you? It, yeah. The more, unless you're training for a specific competition, if you just want to get a feel for a strongman. Yeah. Something awkward to carry, something awkward to pick up off the ground, and something awkward to press overhead. Yep. Figure it out. You'll get stronger. That's awesome. Man, man, we really packed that last part in there. That was great. All right, so i got to jump into a session. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, your handle on Instagram, if people want to contact you with some questions about home gym stuff. Taylor 8181 that is the letter J, my last name Taylor, 8181. Gosh. What up? This sounds like, like an MPT telethon whenever you, whenever you get into your, uh, your professional voice. I am extremely professional. You I worked retail management for a couple of years. That, except for that gulp that we started the show off with. You're very professional. Uh, no, that was Coffee Talk from oh, SNL's that's okay, that's right. parody of <laughs> NPR. Because <laughs> right, I listen to Power Metal and NPR every morning. That's a good way to start the day. All right. Five-figure death punch, coffee blend, <laughs> and Terry Gross. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Straight Shot Radio podcast today. If you have a second to share this episode with a friend who's considering building a home gym, that would be awesome. If you need a program to put that home gym or regular gym of yours to good use, check out straightshottraining.com for details on a subscription to our comprehensive functional fitness training program, as well as our mobility and prehab program, Resilient. You can find us on social media using the handle at straightshottraining, and be sure to send us a message there if you have a question or topic that you would like to hear covered on a future podcast. Thanks again, and have a great week, everybody.